Welcome back to Keeping Current with Kansas City, Daniel Sperry, Kansas City Star, Thad Bell, that is me, not Daniel Sperry, Daniel Sperry is the other guy. <laughs> we have good things to talk about, we have some bad things to talk about, uh, and we have some good things to talk about. So, last game, Kansas City versus OL Reign, what was it, three minutes in, four minutes in, and yeah, they're up one nothing. Yeah. A little bit of a shocker keeping up the current trend of scoring early? I don't know about Shocker. I mean, you're the one who said, I think they're going to come out. Uh, who was it who said, I think they're going to come out uh, in our last podcast? I, yeah. I can't remember. Somebody, somebody, one of us did. Um, but I, I, they've done this a couple of times, uh, plenty of times throughout the year, actually, where they come out and punch a team in the mouth pretty early on. And uh, I think in a playoffs like that, I mean, to concede so early, there's still so much game left and it offers teams avenues back in. Um, the impressive thing was the fact that they got to halftime 1-0 and they forced O.L. Reign to think about it a little bit more. It, you're right that it gives teams a lot of time to get back in, but it also puts a pressure on them starting really early. I mean, if it's 20 minutes in, you're like, okay, we've had a little time to play. But when it's... Mm -hmm you're still just even getting it. You know, there's players who haven't even touched the ball yet at three minutes into the game. So, Correct. Uh, including their keeper. No, I'm kidding. She no. did touch the ball. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I know. It was a bad no. joke, but <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, I thought, I mean, that's who they've been. They've scored inside the first five minutes plenty of times this year. Yeah. What was it? They scored a goal. I'm pretty sure they scored a goal. It's like the fastest goal uh, in MWS in challenge cup history i think like 90 seconds in uh against houston they've scored they, they score early um plenty of times and they scored late plenty of times as well but um for some reason you know they, they've done it even off the other side of halftime too or they score right away um they're just a team that I, I don't know if they've got some routines that they put in there within those first five minutes but um they when they come out and they're locked in like that from the beginning, um, I don't know that they've dropped a result where they scored that early um, in a game. So uh, I, you know, it's a team that gets out early, jumps on other teams, and uh, puts a lot of pressure on them from the get go. And if if you had a bye week like a well rain, maybe it takes a little while to do that. I think we saw both teams uh, in the semifinals go down early at home. Uh, the Portland Thorns were able to keep uh, San Diego off the board, which is why they're in the final um, and got two goals, especially a, an absolute bang. Well, both goals were bangers for Rocky Rodriguez and Crystal Dunn. Um, but the, uh, you know, they, they, it still took, they took them until the 93rd minute to get that second goal. Um, rain never recovered. So, um, I don't know. Uh, this is kind of who they are under Potter is he gets them ready to go and they are raring it from the moment that they step on the field. Oh, they absolutely are. And then they followed up with a, a later goal uh, from Kristen Hamilton um, just at the edge of the box goes ahead and takes the shot that she may not have normally taken, but she, mm -hmm. she mentioned that uh, Lynn had suggested that she do shoot a little farther out when uh, possible. And just for anybody who hasn't, heard about this lynn williams is practicing lately not that she's going to be available for the championship game of course but but she is at least back to the point where she is practicing with the team and honestly looks like she could be ready to play but you, you know you, you you don't risk those things so uh, right. just want to drop that little bit of news in there yeah 
I, I would just say one thing on the goal from Hamilton that I noticed, um, how much gravity that Elise Bennett demanded up top, um, which it was incredible. I mean, she had two people marking her on the long ball into the top where she heads it down and it gets in and runs into Hamilton's path and Hamilton starts running. Then three more defenders took her run where she took three defenders out of the play, took left back, but took a defensive midfielder and a center back out of the play, which allowed the shooting lane for Hamilton to cut back inside and rip it low. I mean, just an incredible amount of respect that I think her physicality and speed demands um, when she's on the field. Uh, And it was really interesting to see how that opened up things for, for Hamilton underneath, because this is one of Hamilton, Kristen Hamilton's best games uh, she's played in a really long time. Uh, I thought her holdup play was excellent. She was able to bring in, other people in the first half and get um, those those late runs into the box. We're getting shots like Loera did a couple of times. Kaiser got in on a couple, even uh, even Labonte tried to in the first half. But in the second half, she switched up her game a little bit and she was back to running off the back shoulders and stuff like that because Elise Bennett was the one who had all the attention drawn to her. Um, and she capitalized on a game where the OL Reign didn't really think to deal with Amy too much. Um, and so uh, the well goal was well taken for her i know she's missed a few sitters uh this season but that was a really well taken goal from her to get it past uh tools joyce um there and just uh, hamilton understands off ball movement and i think she did a really good job of recognizing the way elise bennett's run drag defenders out of the way there um for her to get her shooting lane especially with tools joyce a little bit uh, and no man's land uh based on the angles that hamilton was kind of coming in towards goal there yeah, no, I think that's a really good observation. Anybody who plays against Elise Bennett will uh, need to deal with her physical strength and speed. I mean, she's got some skill, especially, you know, running at. She may not be as uh, high-quality finisher as some players may be, but when it comes to just her skill at running and then holding up the ball and that strength, she's going to be hard to contend with for anybody, and that draws attention. Uh, but yeah. it may have been a, a, a lack of preparation on the team not having from Seattle uh, from the reigns part for not being ready to deal with that uh her coming in earlier than what they probably expected mm-hmm. hmm. could be a coaching thing now yeah. uh, i'll go there later um <laughs> all right so we we've we've like made it sound like the current dominated the game they very clearly did not dominate the game the rain were probably the better team as most of the game they've had better possession ton more shots Expected goals was, I don't know, probably, I think it was like 1.7 or 1.8, something like that. Yeah, it was, it was close. It was, if not, it was, I think it was a little over double um, what the current had. Right. Uh, but yet the score was 2 0 the other way. Um, mm-hmm. They just could not break down Kansas City. Um, when Kansas City got behind the ball, it, they were just very difficult to break down, which is what they're, they are all, all the time. But it also, quite a few shots did get through and ad franch had to make a few saves uh, uh, uh what should be a rookie of the year candidate alex loera i think cleared one off the line uh yeah but now i mentioned that loera we both speculated she would be farther up the field this last week and that's exactly what she was uh mm-hmm. how do you think she did well, I wrote an article about it um, for the Star on Monday, uh, Monday into Monday into Tuesday, um, 
fuzzy days for me because I was, as listeners from the last pod will know, I was in LA. I was flying after the game was over. I was doing the, listening to the post-game press conference sent to me um, from Thad and uh, the current communications to try and download on my flight back from Los Angeles um, because the the way my timing for my flight worked out, kind of weird, crazy trip. But um, so we we ended up pulling out a second piece later on Monday um, that was about Loera's and Potter's decision. And I think it was funny. I don't know um, what Potter kind of gave you guys earlier in the week, but, or in, in pre uh, in pre-match stuff. But um, when I had talked to him uh, on Wednesday for a little bit of a sit down, he threw out three names as Logarzo, Bennett uh, and McCain as potential options to replace Lavo J. Um, there were two options that he didn't repl- uh, mention, which was dropping CZ Kaiser deeper and playing Haley Mace up top or keeping Alex Ware in the midfield, Addison Merrick on the back line and just it, plugging Desi Scott back in the midfield and playing uh, Loera as a, another midfield, a uh, more defensive minded midfield in there. And that's what, that's the, what he optioned to do. Um, the average positioning uh, from, I believe, uh, forget what uh, stats perform um, has uh, Loera has it kind of operating as the same midfield triangle that Sporting KC utilized, which is kind of similar to what um, the current have utilized all year, which is a single pivot um, and Desi Scott underneath two box to box mids of our two eights um, of Lola Bonta and then uh, Alex Loera this time. Um, I think at times in the second half it functioned as a double pivot. Uh, There's one time where I clearly, I mean, Loera and Scott were together as a as a two uh, in there, so the average positioning may not fully work out the way we thought, um, the way it looks. But there there are definitely times where that switched to a, a double pivot to kind of clog different spaces up um, that the rain were trying to attack and utilize. And for the most part, um, I would say in a way they kind of suffocated the rain because I think the rain's best most of the range chances came from outside of the box there were two like golden chances that came from inside the box one is the the header um that goes down uh onto the line i believe or off the line uh, that loera had the the, the clearance, the ball off the lines, whatever chance that came was the high expected goal chance. Um, and then there was a header in the first half that AD made an insane uh, reflex, reflexive save. Uh, the ball just kind of off to her right. Those were the two biggest chances for them. They had some that hit the bar, Jess Fishlock came close, but a lot of those were long range efforts, stuff that um, the current were getting bodies to in front of. And for the most part, that was the chances that the rain were getting. Um, they didn't get a ton of touches on the ball in inside the currents 18 um and i thought that was a, a really good job uh of the current to keep them out of the their, their penalty area and a lot of that has to do with how the midfield was deployed um Loera and labanta were out roaming around snuffing out fires closing down gaps and spaces um in a very heavy fashion in a way that you don't get maybe with lavage or even when uh when cc kaiser plays uh down deeper in the midfield um because of their attacking prowess they will say they're not really defenders they will get back and attempt to defend and they will work hard in defense but that is not their their skill set you know lara has been a defender by trade for so long um she has the defensive mindset she can defend 1v1 she can defend space um in front of her and to you know her peripherals she's used to that 
Um, so I, I, I'm impressed with how she was deployed in that midfield um, again in a very different role, but it was successful and she picked her spots to get forward. She clearly has a pretty decent shot given the goal that she scored earlier in the year, um, given her services, you know, uh, that she gives, she's normally the corner taker um, and stuff like that. So, you know, she has that, that type of service in her. Um, someone big like that, you'd expect to kind of be going up for headers, but she's out there doing the service. So um, I think it fit well in the midfield for her. And she uh, did a really good job of just getting the ball and moving it where it needs to in the attack. Um, I, it was a pretty complete performance from her. What, what did you think? Oh, definitely. I mean, you, you know, I've talked up Alex pretty much all year. I, I watched her in college last year because, you know, there wasn't much to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, <laughs> uh, she was, I've been impressed with her play the whole time. The, um, in continuing off of, of what I think you've said is that her, she's, she's got that defensive capability. She's got that offensive capability. She may not be the best at either one of those, but she's got a really high quality on each end of that. Uh, remembering back to last game, she had two, the two assists or should have been two assists for the last week. And then this goal, mm-hmm. and then, you know, she, she's willing to go forward getting the attack. She does the dirty work coming back. I think probably, you know, there's been people who have talked about her maybe getting national team looks. I don't, I've never quite been that far. I think she needed to grow some if, you know, to be even in that conversation, but I think that she may have just made a statement in this last two games that she needs to be in that conversation, at least for Vlaco to take a look at her. I'm not saying it's an absolute or guarantee or, you know, there's not, players out there that are uh, potentially better than her right now, but she at least needs to be in that conversation and maybe a, a depth piece going forward. Um, any other conversation on this last game other than, you know, it, it was, a, it was a good team win. It was, it was not a, it was not a star. It was not a player. It was, you know, everybody in there contributed. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that. I, the, the two things that stood out, I think one AD just incredible saves all along as she has all year long. Um, we'll get more to AD a little bit later here on the, on the show, but I definitely think she deserves her due credit for that game because um, that's a big deficit uh, of the expected goals against versus goals conceded. Um, yep. That's a, a complete wash there. Um, and so she did a killer job in that, um, saved some massive chances, had a couple of insane re- reflexive saves. Um, There's one where I don't think she saw the ball on a just, uh, the just fish lock um, had volleyed through uh, like a crowd of people until the last second um, and reacted in time to get her body in front of it. There's, uh, all year long, it's kind of been a goalkeeping clinic uh, from her in shot stopping, um, and it continues through the postseason. There's a reason why she has um, she broke the records that she did was the uh, all-time leader in postseason staves um, and uh, tied now for most postseason shutouts um, with Nicole Barnhart. Um, but French deserves some credit, um, and she pointed out something in the post game: was the team had 39 clearances right. as a team. Um, they just every single ball that um, the the rain lumped into the box or whatever uh, launched it out. And I'll, I'll give you this: the, the 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 rain scored one goal against Kansas City all year long, and they're one nothing to defeat. And it was on cross 37 out of 38 in a game. Um, I, I know the rain are good. I know they ended up at the top of the table, uh, but this was not necessary. You know, this is what we, we talked about last week was the, the difference in the table 
uh, you know, from one to five really isn't that big of a difference. Uh, four points, uh, I think. Four points total. And, you know, the quality, people say, oh, it's the rain. Uh, you know, the current very clearly belonged in this, in these moments. Um, and I, I have very shown, I think that they have shown that they were a better team than the rain. Um, we're able to defend the rain very well. So um, in general, like you said, great team performance, but AD definitely deserves um, her own round of plaudits too. And, and again, very much a team performance because if you look at the rain player by player, at position by position, you you have to give every position, almost every position, uh, you know, the the in the rain's favor. Um, you know, you have rapinos and fishlocks and just uh, you know, there's too many players to go down that list right now, but they would have the advantage in almost every position, but they lost. And that's, I don't know if that's just the team's better, the coaching's better, but let's, I think this is a good time to just segue right now. We've, yeah. we've talked about the champ, the, the, the semifinal game. Let's go to the, the thing that's probably got both of us a little irritated. Uh <laughs> Postseason awards, the the best 11, second 11, uh, goalkeeper of the year, and coach of the year are out at the time that we recorded this. I don't think I've missed any, right? Um, nope. Lola Banta was in the best 11. Um, Haley Mason, AD French, was in the second uh, 11 that came out on Wednesday, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Um, yeah. Um, and then the coach of the year and the goalkeeper of the year came out today. All right, let, let's just start with the the first eleven and the second eleven. Any major qualms with that? I mean, no, I I think it's fine. Um, I, I think maybe you could like pick in uh, honestly what happens for me, and this is how I voted both for even MLS best eleven and NWSL best eleven was my goalkeeper of the year. Um, was the goalkeeper that I selected in the best eleven? So when Kalen Sheridan um, ended up as the goalkeeper and in the in the in the top team in team one of the best eleven, uh, I expected her to win goalkeeper of the year at that point. Um, I figured that's how people would vote, and uh, I, um, I, I think it's fine. Lode definitely deserves to be in there. Um, she's a great box to box midfielder. I know a lot of, she even talked about it at the press conference or at our training session on Tuesday was that, uh, what's the secret to your success this year? Penalties. Um, yeah. I mean, she's literally, her, her goal numbers have been pretty inflated by penalties, but it's also the assists. It's the, the box to box work rate. She leads the league in fouls drawn. Um, she is a very tricky, crafty player when she gets on the ball. Um, sometimes I don't think they get her the ball enough in the system and in the buildup, um, but uh, she deserves to be in that top group because um, she's had a heck of a year and has kind of become a, a bit of a, a culture, a culture leader too with the, uh, with, the Selly squad and all that fun stuff. No doubt. Uh, I think she's arguably in that first 11. She's arguably in the second 11. I mean, it just depends on how you value certain traits. I mean, I've listened to other people <laughs> discuss how they, they did it and they're valid in their, their choices. Uh, so I, I low well-deserved to be there. Uh, AD I thought should have been in the first 11. Um, <laughs> but, and again, it's, you can tell when when they come out in this order of the first eleven versus the second eleven, the the keeper that's in the first eleven is like ninety nine point nine percent sure going to be the keeper of the year. It's just the way it works, mm -hmm. um, and that's the way it turned out. She was uh, 
it was Kalen Sheridan, then AD French, and then Phallus Tulis Joyce. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was the order it was in. Again, it's respectable. I understand. But listening to some people talk about the, the, the keeper of the year and how Kalen Sheridan faced so many more shots than anybody else. And I was like, I don't know that that's true. No, and I was looking it up loved. and, um, well, of the, the candidates and, Correct. but even AD French has like 14, 15 more saves in her. So I think she might've faced more shots total, but she is yeah. on an expansion team. Go ahead. Are you, are you asking for my input well, or you're waiting for my input? Go for it. Keep well, rolling. I, Sorry. Uh, I was just saying Sheridan's on an expansion team. So that probably, you know, garnered her a little more attention also. So go ahead. No, I, I, I get it. Um, I wonder, I always wonder what would have happened if Casey had just hung on for that point and taken third. Um, uh, would, uh, would AD have been, you know, do, do people, do people look at the standings and say, well, this yes. goalkeeper was higher up. And I, and I think they do. Um, and I, I think, uh, 80, you know, the current have conceded uh, a decent amount of goals this year. Don't get me wrong. Um, they conceded nearly nine more than uh, Rain did. Uh, they conceded a lot um, compared to some of the teams in there in the table around them. But um, 80 French kept it from being really bad uh, a couple of times and uh, honestly kept them in games where they probably um, shouldn't have been uh, earlier on in the season when they were going through injuries and COVID and struggles and stuff like that. And in some of the biggest matches of the year, I think of that game in Portland uh, or get the game against Portland um, French stood on her head that whole game. And it was, you know, a freak play that probably could have been a foul at the top of the box um if called properly you know like that that ends up being the goal that uh that they score and it was a ricochet i think a shot off the post just a bunch of weird stuff that ended up being the goal for portland in that game they've had a couple of those where it's just a weird play that the ball falls to the right person at the back post and they smack it home into an empty net nothing much she could have done about it um you know she outperformed her expected goals uh against uh versus goals conceded um which was positive there was only i think five goalkeepers who were above uh the zero which is if you're in the negatives that means you were a good shot stopper right um the highest number on that was katie lund uh she faced the most shots she had a she you know outperformed her expected goals against by six goals uh granted they still conceded the most in the league because that was a terrible defensive team um uh, in louisville but um you know, next on that was Kaylin Sheridan did have a higher number than uh, 80 French. I think some of that probably has to go down with her, her penalty saves. Um, that that's a number that has always inflated to Milia stat in that area around, uh, around KC. Um, so I, I really do think when I, um, you know, I, I understand the argument for Kalen, uh more over AD. Do I agree with it? No. Did I go with AD? I voted for AD, absolutely. Um, but I think this one was a little bit more like, I, I can see why um, uh, they ended up, they, they, folks ended up choosing her. Um, I just don't necessarily agree with that one. Yeah, we're, we're in the same boat there. I, I voted AD, and actually my second was uh, Fallon, and then my third was Kalen. But uh, that's same. based mostly upon how I saw them play. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the the games that I saw them play, it was it was not a stats thing. As it, it was a what I saw them do in the games. Um, 
All right, moving on. Here's the one that's probably going to really tick us off. Uh, Coach of the year was yeah. uh, Casey Stoney. I always have to like make sure I don't say that wrong. Stoney Casey. It just seems to always come out the wrong way. But Casey <laughs> Stoney uh, was first. Okay, again, expansion team. I get that. I don't agree. But uh, third was Laura Harvey. I mean, second was Laura Harvey second and was third Harvey. was Matt Potter. Um, mm-hmm. Laura, again, was one third time she's won the Shield uh, and lost to a Kansas City team. Neener, neener, neener. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's always had really talented teams that then don't do well in the postseason. So and when you talk about these awards early for the regular season, that's kind of a shame because it's really should be what you do with that team and yeah. potter has this team going further than either of the other two candidates yeah. um just any I, I just i just don't i mean i can get the casey stoney uh being first i just cannot get potter being third i i'm with you on that uh, and i don't get how it is i don't know if maybe it's because um you know, people didn't want to watch Kansas City for a good portion of the season. Um, I just don't think uh, I, I think it's going to it's really going to take until this weekend for people to get it through their heads that what Kansas City is doing is very special. Um, it's not as flashy as San Diego. It's not as big name uh, and flashy as San Diego or Angel City, um, but it's pretty darn good. And the folks that are investing money behind it are making the entire project good. And Potter has done an exceptional job of fighting through um uh, injury after injury to keep player after keep player. Um, I think you and I both can sit here now as we look at this team. Um, and I think what I saw from this team in the very first 45 minutes of the season where everybody was mostly healthy, um, this team was Samuels, Lynn Williams, uh, in it, uh, and uh, Claire Lavalje in it, and CC Kaiser in it, uh, and along with the way this back line and these rookies have developed, this team probably would have won the Shield. Uh, I, I don't. I, they, they were just a team that it was marginally uh, worse in a few games that they probably shouldn't have been um, had a few draws that they probably shouldn't have. Otherwise they were top of the table without any of those pieces. Um, And so I, I look at a team that um, a coach came in and took a team that was dead last um, that had looked miserable at times last season. Um, All of a sudden uh, it was firing on all cylinders um, and uh, had a 13 game unbeaten streak through the rest of the se- through the middle part of the season, um, taking down everybody on the road and at home uh, for a good stretch there. And, you know, I, I just am shocked that um, I'm shocked that third is where he ended up. I can understand not winning. I can understand marginally not winning because Casey Stoney kind of has, you know, the little, super power vibe to her um, star power vibe to her is what I meant to say. Um, and, and San Diego kind of has this aura about it with the Alex Morgan and they've got Naomi Gurma and Sheridan and uh, Taylor Korniak and a few others that are, you know, draws people, people pay attention and say, okay, that's a pretty decent team. Um, but uh, this Kansas city current team, um, was every bit, uh, as entertaining, every bit as talented and every bit as, uh, impressive as that group was. And so I think that's where it's really frustrating to see, 
Um, the fact that not a ton was different about the roster from last year to this year. Um, and they made that big of a leap and that wasn't rewarded. And so that, I think that's where I'm, uh, right. I'm a little sour there. Yeah. And, and I will, I will say actually most of the teams around them are more talented. Uh, you can say like, you know, that it, it, it was as talented, Kansas City was as talented as those other teams. I, I, I'll disagree with you um, just because of the, the level of national team players that are currently playing at on those teams. Um, I do think that what, future has for the current might be a completely different situation uh, i'm going to probably put some words in your mouth so you, you can yell at me if i if i do this incorrectly but at the beginning of the year uh i think neither one of us was really uh potter fans just the way he always answered questions and he was stubbornly would never give up anything and we've been frustrated by that but we i think we'll both now say that he actually he's the one that deserved to be the coach of the year he's done a tremendous job the the team was was not very good last year it was a little better at the end of the year it had the, 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 a lot of the pieces that are now important you know ad french and hamilton and mace um you know then the draft picks that came in really not many signings came you know other than i mean labage made a difference for a while the the trade for kaiser and merrick but this team was getting better i mean kaiser came into a team that was already in a winning streak yeah. And, you know, there for a while she was, you know, she had to be shocked when the team actually lost. Um, mm -hmm. Potter deserved it. I can, I, I can see the case for Stoney, but Potter deserved it. Absolutely. 100%. And I will eat crow and say, you know, I was wrong about whatever he was doing this year. Not even what he was wrong, but I was, but by being so frustrated with his continued absolute cliche platitude, 1% better every day comments, but it works. It's working. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we only got a few more minutes before we get shut down by the powers of zoom championship game. Uh, you're going, I cannot find it in my budget to go, especially since every day I wait to make the decision tickets go up a hundred dollars. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Uh, so I will be holding down Kansas City. You can send me any audio you get. Thank you very much. Playing Portland in DC, neutral site game. Uh, that sucks. I hate neutral site games, but my help Kansas City might hurt Kansas City. I think they've actually been I think they've actually benefited a little bit just being on the road and with huge environments. It helps motivate them. It it helps them be dug in more, you know, harder and stuff like that. Um, what do you expect from this game? Man, uh, I expect more of what we've seen uh, of what we saw against the rain. I think, um, you know, I. CC should be available, right? Uh, we both kind of put that out there. Um, I'd be shocked if she isn't available for the game. But, but it's still um, very much an unknown. That could be also a little bit of a smokescreen because she could mm -hmm. be unavailable. Uh, and as we know, Matt doesn't make any of those decisions and the medical team will let him know who he can play. Yes. Um, 
But I, I just expect uh, I, I expect more of the same that we saw um, from when they played Portland uh, at home in that 1-1 draw from when they've played the rain. Um, they battled these teams very tightly. Uh, that 3 nothing draw at the beginning of the year uh, or 3 nothing loss at the beginning of the year in Portland, uh, we both can say that's an entirely different team um, uh, than, it, than it was then. And came, came uh, in the midst of the Challenge Cup run where they, the they were not... Run. Both times, Fresh. I will say this, both times they have played Portland, they have had to play uh, at the midweek on the road before uh, coming, uh, or, they, or they've they've done it in the, in the stretch of like multiple games in a row, back to back to back and all that fun stuff. Um, I think this team, uh, it, it, I expect it to be even. I don't think anyone blows anybody out. I'd be shocked if there's a two goal uh, winner in this game. I expect it to be tight. Um, it's going to be down to whether or not the current finish the, you know, the couple of chances that they create and can they keep uh, Portland's chances from being um, very clear cut, dangerous chances. And I think they did a pretty good job on Sophia Smith in the first game uh, that they played or the, the game that they played back in September. Um, so that was with Addison Merrick and no, no Elizabeth ball on the back line, but it was Addison Merrick, Kristen Edmonds and, uh, Alex Loera in that match, but I think it ended up, you know, this one we'll see ball um, back in there, another speedy defender um, who can cover space in behind her pretty well. Um, I am, you know, with her and Merrick and Edmonds, it's a pretty quick agile back line to deal with um, the, the athletic power that, uh, you know, the Portland has up front. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be even um, it, like I said, I really just, it has to do with, can they limit, Portland's clear-cut chances, the amount that they'll end up creating, and can they capitalize on the couple that they get? Yeah, it, it, every game pretty much that uh, Kansas City's done well in has been tight, close. I mean, they 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 did they were only they only won by one goal for most of the season. I, I think they've had one or two other ones now, but um, it, that you know, and then this last game, but it's pretty much everything that they've won has been tight. Uh, it's a couple times they've lost has been not so tight but yeah it, that's the way that's just the way that's the way this team plays it's not always mm -hmm. totally pretty it's going to be sometimes a little gritty sometimes a spectacular play here or there mm -hmm. tons of saves tons of effort and we expect no different um sophia smith is going to be probably the biggest challenge i mean i think she's the best forward in the league right now it, she's got the the speed the strength the skill she's a total package mm -hmm. yeah and there's a reason why she's an mvp candidate so um you know you, you have to you have to be mindful of that and i think you know we're also talking about becky sour run to manning the back line uh, the captain of the u.s women's national team is pretty uh one of the best defenders in the league as well so um to me i think you just look at that and you say Okay, um, this is this is going to be a tough battle, a tough test for them. But um, they've had a lot of those this season, and I, you know, I, it's one of those points. I think Izzy Rodriguez put it best yesterday, where there's not a game that they've gone into where they don't believe that they can win. Um, whether or not they've been wrong is a different thing, but they always go into a game believing that they can win, and they don't know anything different. That's that's kind of at a point when you're in that blind trust that you believe you're going to win, and you, by putting in all your effort, um, you know that. that tends to produce the results that we've seen so far. You think they have like a little believe sign over the locker room door as they walk out, you know, like Matt Potter, <laughs> they, the, the Ted Lasso, the English version of Ted Lasso. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, Ted Lasso 
I just don't, I, I don't know if Potter's into it. We'll see. Um, maybe he is. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. His, I don't ask him his TV watching habits. Um, I do know he watches Tottenham Hotspur. And uh, when I was doing my interview with him last week, uh, my Manchester United was beating his Tottenham Hotspur pretty soundly on his TV. And you know, you know, frustrated. the last time we potted, you talked trash about a football game. I think you just need to just not losing. leave. I know, right? Need to leave anything to else out of this game pod <laughs> except current talk okay so does that mean predictions now uh yeah you, you you got 30 seconds uh current win 2-1 i i just have a hard time seeing them get this far and lose it uh i'll i'll say it goes to penalties just because i'm going to be wrong so <laughs> we both said but honestly predictions at this point are kind of pointless because we both said yeah. it's going to be tight it's probably going to be a one goal win or a go to penalties kind of situation mm-hmm. um i don't know how it could go so many different ways but if the storylines you know the storybook needs to be told the current wins this game uh, but I've also heard people say the exact opposite thing that Portland needs to win this because of the trauma they went through with all the negative things that we have discussed before in other pods. So I can kind of understand both storylines there of why people would want it different ways. I'm from Kansas City, so I hope the current win this one. Uh, last word. Uh if you listeners, if you're going, um, please hit me up. I would love to say hello. Um, hope to see as many of you in DC as possible. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a, a really fun spectacle uh, of a day and uh, going to get all the attention uh, of Kansas City on the Kansas City Current this weekend. All right. Steal me a, uh, a souvenir while you're there. And with that, we are out. 